There's more written about it than almost any other commandment. And I also thought, why did I put myself down to speak on this? I do the rota. For heaven's sake, Mark. That's what I honestly thought. Why did I put myself... And I did even consider phoning Chris up and saying, here, mate, you can do this one. That's because the commandment is this. Turn to Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, or I shall read it to you as well. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You should have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them, but on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Okay. Now, um, why did I find that a challenge? Well, I found it a challenge because probably I'm not the best person in the world that always taking my day off. So it was speaking to myself. So I've done a little, uh, I'm, as I speak this, I'm, I'm aware that I'm speaking to myself. But it, it talks more about this and in greater detail than many of the other commandments. It talks more about taking a day off than it does about murder. It talks more about taking off than it does about adultery. It talks more about taking a day off than it does about stealing or lying or coveting. And I suggest that's because this must be really important. I suspect God put it in here because it must be a really important uh, commandment. Just a little bit of context before we start. Sabbath really means a day of rest. It doesn't mean Sunday. It means a day of rest, a day off, taking a break. Uh, Mark chapter 2 says this in verse 27. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. Let me just say that again. The Sabbath was made to meet the needs of people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. In other words, the Sabbath day is literally made for you and me. It's there for us. It's a gift from God. It's as if God's put it there, uh, not for his benefit, benefit, but for our benefit. Its purpose is to prevent burnout. It's a day where we get uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually recharged. Fiona's just said her job is physically, emotionally, and spiritually draining. That's what she's just said. The Sabbath day is a day to recharge all of those things. There's an old adage that says, if your output exceeds your input, you dry up. If your input exceeds your output, you blow up. Therefore, our output has to equal our input. 
we have to have a balanced life. A balanced life in all areas. And the Sabbath isn't a particular day of week. For us as Christians, it's a Sunday, uh, but there is no one place in the Bible that says your Sabbath has to be a Sunday. It doesn't say that anywhere. You can read the whole Bible if you want to, back me up on that, check me out on that, but it doesn't say that anywhere. But it does say we have to have a Sabbath. So my Sabbath is a Tuesday. I have a Tuesday off, that's my Sabbath, that's my day of rest. But each of us has to have a a Sabbath, a day where we stop, where we uh, uh, find rest, uh, a day where we're able to take a break. Why did it become a Sunday for Christians? Because it was to honor the day that Jesus rose again, that's why. That became the day to Jesus' resurrection on a Sunday, dying on the Good Friday, rising on the Sunday, that became the day when the Christians regathered week after week to celebrate the Lord's resurrection. And of course, we've, we've extended that out in all sorts of ways. And so now the, the primary focus of lots of churches on a Sunday is around the communion service that remembers the resurrection of Christ, the death and resurrection of Christ. That's the theology behind it. But Sunday became important because it was the day that we were honoring the fact that Jesus has risen from the dead and John calls it the Lord's Day and it's become a tradition in the church. But if anybody gets particularly hot under the collar and some Christians sometimes do, you know, oh, it's, it's Sunday and you've got to take this Sunday... Just remember this, quote Colossians 2, 16, it says this, I'll read it to you. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come and Christ himself is that reality. In other words, it's not about a particular day, It's not a legal thing. It's something that God says is good for us. It's a gift from God for us. A gift that enables the rhythm of life to work. The commandment says we're to keep the Sabbath holy. How do we do that? What does it mean? Well, keeping it holy really means, uh, literally means set apart or different. A day that is set apart or different. A day where you stop doing that that you have done and start to do something different. You break your rhythm so that you cause rest in the whole of your body. Uh, God says, I want you to set apart one day a week to do something different. Something different to what you do on the other six days a week. So on the Sabbath day, you ought to have a change of pace. It has to be a unique and different day. And I think it has three aspects to it. I think it has number one, we're to rest. Number two, we're to recharge. And number three, we're to refocus. Number one, we're to rest. Psalm 127, uh, one of our uh, readings from this week as we were doing the Bible in a year together, says this. 
It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning to late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. His loved ones. This is so important for us, and it's the example that God himself gave when he, when he created the world. However you interpret the first few chapters of Genesis, there is a rhythm placed in there. And the rhythm is that there are six days on which to work and one day on which to stop and to rest and to recharge. Now, if, if God is God, my little mind went there this week. I just thought when I was thinking about this, I wonder if God really needs a day off. Because, I mean, like, God's God, isn't he? And it would be just like God to have a day off when I was praying and not when you were praying. And I'm thinking, is this your day off, God? What day do I pray? What day is your Sabbath? Have you ever thought of that? No, I hadn't thought of that either. And then I remembered God said, the Sabbath is made for man. The Sabbath was made for us. It was a gift of God to us. It's not what God needs but he created us in his image and he says, to make life work, this is what you need to do. This is how your life should be lived. This is healthy for you. This is what will enable you to have a good, long, healthy life. So we've got to have a day where we stop. We've got to have a day where we rest our bodies. Uh, It's interesting to think that there are now in the world more labor-saving devices than at any point in history. Uh, In our home, we're terribly excited in our home because we've just got a microwave oven. It's a new thing in the Meluish household. We've just bought a microwave oven. It's been a thing that we've not had and we just bought one. My, My wife bought one on her birthday for the rest of the family because we all wanted a microwave oven. And it's the most marvelous thing. You can just put a cup of coffee in it and reheat it in just a few seconds. You can do a baked potato. Doesn't quite taste the same as in the oven, but you can do it. You can take the, the leftovers out of the fridge and put them in. It's a marvelous thing. It now takes just a few seconds to make a meal. We've got more labor-saving devices today than at any time in history. And yet, people are working harder than ever before. People work longer hours than ever before. People put in more than ever before. There is more stress, there is more pressure, and there is increasingly more people burning out. Because we don't have this rhythm in our lives. When we were in uh, Mozambique recently, I was really struck at the rhythm that people have in their lives there. And, and they have to get up really early in the morning and they work the day. So like they have to, they grow their own food and then they harvest their own food and then they make their own food out of their harvested crop and then they feed the family and they got the animals to look after and all the rest of it. And you ask them, you go, oh, I'm thinking, golly, I mean, this must be hard work. And they say, well, in the afternoon, we don't do anything. We stop every afternoon for the whole afternoon. I'm thinking, 
That sounds marvelous. They might get up at five o'clock, but they stop come midday and they don't start again until five or six in the afternoon. So they have this rhythm that makes life work. And so often we've got all these labor-saving devices so that we can get on and be more busy again and we fail to take the time to stop. We fail to take the time to stop. Now this is just a little thing. I rather love our microwave oven, but I tell you what, I rest when I'm cooking. I, make, I like cooking curries. When I cook a curry, I rest because I stop and I'm being creative and I put stuff together and it takes a while and one has to have a glass of wine when you're cooking a curry and all, all that sort of thing. You know, you have to stop. When you're putting it in a microwave, you just stand there and you watch the counter go down. You think, well, be ready in 30 seconds. I may as well just wait. Then it goes ping and you're oh, I've got it. I've done it now. There's no rest in that. And then you eat it and you think, well, I've got all this time. I better get on with some more work. And we fail to stop. We've got all these labor-saving devices and yet our lives are busier. We don't have a proper rhythm in our lives. So the first thing we've got to do on a Sabbath is to take rest. Psalm 23 says this, the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down in green pastures. That's a good bit of the Bible, isn't it? He makes, lie down, he says. Stop, take some time out. Rest your body. Rest your body that you can be restored. When I was thinking about this, I, I, I was very challenged by this um, commandment and I did express to Chris, I don't know why I put myself down for it, but maybe it was the Lord. That this actually, I thought actually not taking time out is really immature. That's what I thought. When our children were little, now they're nocturnal. I've got no idea where they are most of the time. But when they were little and I was aware of their presence around the house, this is what would happen. We get to the end of the day and we would say to them, it is now your bedtime. And they would say, I don't want to go to bed yet. And we would say, you are going. Because if you don't go to bed now, we're going to have an unhappy child tomorrow because you will be tired and you will be horrible at school and you'll be horrible when you come home from school and all of that sort of so you go to bed now this is your bedtime go to bed shut your eyes go to sleep they always did well in the end you know they always did shut their eyes and go to sleep in the end they did and they got up happier immaturity says I can just keep staying up and I'm okay and 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 at some point in life Somewhere around this age, that's what happens. We think we can just live without sleep. That's what happens. And so we just keep going the whole time. But actually maturity says, I know when my body needs rest. And I'll take it before I'm forced to lie down. I'll take it before my body breaks. Because God gives me that gift. He says, please take a day off. That's a marvelous thing, isn't it? He says, take a day off and rest. Take a day off and put your feet up. So firstly, it's for um, uh, uh, taking a day to rest. Secondly, 
it's for taking care uh, to recharge, to recharge our emotions. It's to take care of our emotional tiredness. I sometimes think that in this country, we're, we're often like the, the, the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland, you know, running around, I'm late, I'm late for a very important day. I can't stop, you know, I'm late, I'm late. And so we run around like headless chickens. Everyone's got so much to do. But if we're always doing stuff, we won't recharge emotionally. To recharge emotionally means to pause. And one of the first things we're to do is to stop. Psalm 46 says this, be still and know that I am God. Stop running around doing lots of other things and find space to be still, to stop, to breathe, to reflect. There was a study done um, a few years ago now and I tried to find it and I couldn't find it, but uh, I remember it um, saying something like this of people who'd reached the end of their life what they would change if they had their time again. And it was a study in America. And um, one of the things that was said was, I would stop more and reflect. I've gone through life just going from one thing to the next. I would stop more. If I had my time again, I would stop more. Because it allows a refocus. It allows us to to choose to do uh, the right thing. Be still fine breath. Stillness is very different from recreation. Um, Often we get to a weekend or a day off and there's loads to do. We jump in the car, we drive here, we party there, we shop till we drop. That's what we do, isn't it? You know, there's got to be stuff to do. Well, 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 how about just doing breakfast in bed? Or if you're like me and couldn't bear the thought of that, how about just deciding you're going to take an extra pot of coffee at the table and read the newspaper. To pause, to pause and restore yourself. Because we run around so busy and then we get to a Monday morning and we return to the workplace or the school place or the college place and probably we're still exhausted and our problems continue to mount because we haven't stopped to be still and reflect. Jesus modeled this with his disciples. Do you remember when he, he, he commissioned them to go out in ministry in Mark chapter 6? And um, they came back and they said, it's amazing, even the demons flee at your name. We, you know, we've been healing people, we've been seeing, that, seeing uh, uh, people come to faith. And he says this to them, he says, okay, now you need to stop and come with me to a quiet place and get some rest. That was Jesus first words to the disciples after they've been out on their first ministry trip. Now you've come back all excited. He says, now we're to stop. Now we're to stop and reflect because otherwise you'll burn yourself out. It's so exciting doing it, but you need to stop and emotionally recharge. Let's get off by ourselves and be quiet for a bit. So the Sabbath is actually to recharge our emotions, but it's not just to recharge them by, the, by yourself. The Sabbath is also time to recharge with your friends and family, to be with those that we know and love. The book of Hebrews says that we do not give up on the habit of meeting together, but instead we're to encourage one another. We recharge our emotions 
when we're with people that we know and love, when we're with people that we're comfortable with, that we can talk to, that we can restore with. Find time to stop and be still, but find time to do community as well. Sabbaths are meant for that. And I think that sometimes our TV screens, our films, our computers, and the internet, they rob us of time with our friends. They rob us of time with family. They rob us of time with those that we love. Because they, they draw us in, oh, we're gonna do this, we're gonna watch this, we're gonna take that out. And, and actually, it, there's nothing better than just stopping and being with people. And, and in so doing, recharging your emotions, recharging your relationships, renewing those friendships, putting stuff right. God says this is what the Sabbath is for. He says it's for physically resting. Put your body at rest. Make it a unique and different day. Set it apart. Get up a bit later. Slow down. Then he says, when you've restored a bit, why don't you get with your family and friends? And in that place, connect together. And don't have to rush to do anything. Jesus seemed to share food with his friends. What a great way to do stuff, to talk together. When we're going out, um, uh, my, my Lynn's did a degree in French, and, and uh, when she was, did a year out in France, I, I, I went out to see her. And uh, um, uh, we went out, my first night out there, we went out for dinner with some friends of hers, and we went out to this restaurant, and uh, we ordered the food, and of course, they're all French, and she speaks fluent French, and I'm like, you know, GCSE level, but it was a while ago, French. So I'm, like, I'm listening, I'm like, I've got no idea, really. I'm picking out the gist of the conversation, but it's going so fast, I think, I can't join in. I can't keep up. By the time I thought of the answer, they're three subjects further on. So I sat there and ate my meal. Like this, you see. I enjoyed my meal. It was a very nice meal. Do you know, an hour and a half later, none of the others had even picked up their knives and forks. That's no word of a lie. I sat there with an empty plate thinking, great night. <laughs> but they were reconnecting, recharging. It was a wonderful thing to get around the table with those that you know and love. To speak life into one another's lives. To recharge emotionally. So recharge by physically, recharge emotionally, and then thirdly, refocus. And this is really important. Tune in again to God. Tune in to our Heavenly Father. It says this in Psalm uh, 95 it says this let me just turn it up it says come let us sing to the Lord let's shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation let us come to him with thanksgiving let us sing psalms of praise to him for the Lord is a great God a great king above all gods he holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the, mount, and the mightiest mountains the sea belongs to him for he made it his hands formed the dry land too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God. And we are the people he watches over, the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. 
The Lord says, don't harden your hearts as Israel did at Meribah, as they did at Manasseh in the wilderness. For there your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw everything I did. For 40 years I was angry with them and I said, there are people whose hearts turn away from me. They refuse to do what I tell them. So in my anger, I took an oath and they'll never enter a place of rest. They're people who didn't stop to be still and to refocus again. Retune into our Heavenly Father. The Sabbath is most importantly a day to worship and get a focus on God. It's as we take time out and remember what's important in our lives that we'll refocus in again on our Heavenly Father. It's like really when I think when God put the commandments in place, He said, look, this is really important for you. This is going in here. This is what it means. You need to recalibrate once a week. Recalibrate physically. Rest your body. Recalibrate emotionally. Connect with those around you. You're not an island. You live in community. Friendship and family are really important. Your relationships are so important. Connect. Take time to connect to eat and do community together and recalibrate spiritually. Stop and be still and connect with your heavenly father. And then the rest of the week is lived out of a place of rest. And so we walk into the week having rested, having taken a break, having refocused, having slowed down. We walk into the week full of good friendships, a rested body, and focused in on what God might be calling us to do. Matthew 11 says this, Come unto me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy, he says, and my burden is light. Friends, our bodies emotionally, physically, and spiritually need a Sabbath. God says the Sabbath is a gift to us. It's a gift to you and it's a gift to me. And we need to take time once a week to focus on the important things in life, to separate it out, to make it different. I know we're, uh, we as a family have a little thing, we, we, we just don't go shopping on a Sunday. That's, we just don't do that. We never have. I, I hope we never will. That's just something we just don't do. We don't even put the washing machine on. You might think, oh, he's weird. But we don't, because we just think, no, Sunday's not for that. Sunday's for family. We tend not even to put the TV on. Sunday's just to connect together. It's a time of refocusing. It's a time of resting. It's a time of, of knowing our Heavenly Father. And I suppose I want to challenge you, and I speak to myself as well, to take this commandment really seriously. It's not an option. We have to take time off for God, time off for ourselves, and time off for others. The Sabbath was made for us, and not us for the Sabbath. And I think God said, I'm going to put this day in the Big Ten to make it a commandment to enable your life to work better.
Let's stand, shall we?